Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Oh yeah, it's time for another episode of We Love Comics, the show where we love comics and you should too. Don't forget, We Love Comics, WLC, if you're nasty, is a weekly podcast where I, Vactor, and... My comics brother from another mother, Marcus Seabury, and an occasional Wait, guest. Title? <laughs> yeah, we got a new title. There's a lot of new things, Seabury. Not only do we change the title from Vector Loves Comics, but now it is We Love Comics. We also changed up the format a little bit. So let's let our listeners know that this episode right here is our tiny bite-sized morsel that we have for, for the listeners we're going to call this our pull list episode because this is all the comics we've been reading. When we talk about a topic or something that Seabury wants to rant about, that's going to be our giant-sized episode. So we're going to have two. We're going to, you're going to get double the Seabury, double the fun, twice as much for the price of none. It's free. You don't pay anything. But I do want to let everybody know that We Love Comics is a podcast where I, Vactor, I'm trying to get caught up on all the comics I missed out on. I got snapped away five years ago. I'm back from the blip. I want to know what happened. Seabury, he he came back five years older. I was like, what happened? Seabury, you were just a young lad. Now you're now you're a, a strapping young boy. What happened? So I gotta know. I got I gotta get caught up on all these comics, Seabury. That's why some of the comics I talk about today are not what came out this week. But you are going to talk about the new releases for this week, Captain America number zero. We'll get into that in a second. But Seabury, my goal is to get caught up on everything I got, I missed out on during the blip. What's your goal for this podcast? Okay. Um, quite simply, I, I want to have fun, man. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to talk about comes. You know, I'm affiliated with another podcast, Black Nerd Power, but you know, I get to do two books on there, but, you know, I'm the only person reading comics over there. So, you know, God bless them. It's cool, but it's just not the same type of interaction we can have here. And I feel a need to remind people that, hey, you know, Marcus Seabury is an important voice in this social media nerd world. Oh, yeah. You know, I kind of feel a need to resurrect the brand a bit, yeah. uh, yeah. polish up the brand a bit. And also, it's a chance to reconnect with you, Vector. Like, you know, I haven't physically seen you in darn near 13 years, man. Because you, because you know, I know Memphis wasn't your favorite of places or most favorite of places. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I'm bad about traveling. Like, I. I started going to Atlanta for cons, but then. Hey, is that where you saw home. Xavier Woods? Yes, yes, yes. I was uh, yeah, I interviewed him, and nice. I was super nervous. I felt like I ruined it because I'm like, I I finally get to be with a WWE superstar. And my nerves and lack of confidence just ruined the experience. It did. My Black Nerd Power co-host. He exchanged numbers with them because at that point, I think they were both new fathers. Oh, wow. 
Nice. Well, <laughs> I was like, dang. You can't compete with that, Seabury. But, but uh, yeah, man, like I said. Hmm? Yeah, I was going to say, you, you can't compete with that. But here on We Love Comics, you can share all of your comic nerddom, Seabury. No restraints, no no shackles. Seabury is unleashed. So I am very happy you're here, Seabury. Hey, Seabury, before we get started, real quick, guess what I got? I just got this in the mail. It is a Batman of Zurin R. Man, this ain't fair. Niggas <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's okay, bro. Display over here. Doing that. Next episode, y'all gonna see my new feet. Nice. Yeah, that'll be on our giant sized episode, Seabury. But let's yeah, get but into know. some comics, Seabury. Okay. So, you, you're you up first, Seabury, because you had the actual new stuff. Well, actually, I read something new this week, too, Hulk number six. But you, you talk about Captain America number zero, because I also read that one, Seabury. Yes, yes. Here we are, people. Noise. Captain America number zero. This is uh, written by Tochi Onyabushi, <laughs> who's also going to be writing the Sam Wilson book, and uh, which is called Captain America, Symbol of Truth. Then also Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. They're going to be writing the Steve Rogers book, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. Artist, Mattia de Iulis. And, okay, I guess that person did, did, did the color too. All right, fancy pants. <laughs> but basically, Arnim Zola is back up to his old tricks. He's launching all these warheads that were hidden in buildings. And... He's trying to turn humanity into what he calls Zolasaurs, I guess, some kind of dinosaur. <laughs> and we got Captain's America, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson going into action. Man, here's the thing. When I read long runs with Steve Rogers, he comes out boring. Mm. But in small bursts, well, like when everything's on the line, he's either going to give me a speech or he's going to talk that talk. <laughs> like, look. There's a moment where Zola talking all that Hitler stuff, and he was like, you admire Hitler, Zola? And then he punched him and says, go meet him. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah! yeah. Talk to talk, man. <laughs> and, then, and then my other favorite part is uh, they were trying to figure out how to differentiate between both of them being Captain America and yeah. Falcons. Like, you, you're going to be astonishing Captain America, or is that going to be me? You'd be the uncanny Captain America. Huh? You'd be the uncanny Captain America. Yeah. 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 Then one of them said, uncanny Captain America. So you not spectacular Captain America? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you take uncanny? Yeah, that was was funny. And and also I love, man, Mark Brook is really good at these, like, cast of thousands type covers. You know, which, yeah, that's the one you which got. Which I also love, and um, yeah, yeah, because you know it's just, and it's funny, man. Also, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people come down. I think un, unjustifiably hard on Sam. With oh, Sam's a house Negro. <laughs> he's just kept it American boy. It's like nah, man. They're friends and occasional partners. Like you read, they've had beefs and disagreements. Been like, I ain't gonna fool with you. Well, I ain't gonna fool with you. And they go their separate ways. 
like, nah, dude, like, I think it's because Falcon's not like old big superhero dude. And sometimes he's a little maybe corny and not cool. But it's like the character's been a social activist since high school. And he's a social worker first. Like he's all about, hey, how are we doing? How can we help the situation? How can we help the community? Like my favorite incarnation or version of Falcon was in his 80s miniseries uh, where he was mediating the truce between two POC gangs, uh, running for office, dating a woman and doing bad guy <laughs> stuff. It's like, Dang. that's my guy, man. And like, I'm definitely going to be collecting his book. And also shout out to Tochi on your Bucci who's going to be writing Sam's book because I first knew him from a, from a, a novel. It's a YA novel called War Girls about these black women in the futuristic Africa uh, fighting in giant robots. I started reading it. I need to finish. Then he made, he has another YA book. Then he made an adult novel. And recently he's been, um, he, he wrote kind of like a Young Black Panther miniseries. Black so Tochi, thank you, thank you. So um, Tochi is kind of making the transition, and like I said, based on this issue, and I hate to keep bringing up this cat, but I feel like his stuff would be better than when uh, Nick Spencer. Oh, the one uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates tried oh, to write right. comics. Yeah, did you read any of the Nick they Spencer? Were so boring. <laughs> Did you read any of the Nick Spencer uh, Sam Wilson book? Probably until I told you. Nick Spencer <laughs> lost me when he turned Steve Rogers to a Hydra agent. I, I really didn't care for that. I really ain't been messing with Nick. Then they put him on a major spider. I'm like, oh, so y'all going to first y'all had to turn Captain America to a Nazi. Now y'all going to put him on my favorite character. That's what we doing. I was like, no, sir. Maybe one day I'll eventually get over it, but you know I'm petty and I hold grudges. I haven't quite come around to reading Mr. Spencer's work yet. Again, and I was gone. Like I said, I was snapped away, so I also did not get a chance. My only Sam Wilson Captain America has been on the Disney Plus TV show. That's the only one that I've been experiencing. Ah, yes. But you know what I really liked on this book. This Matea de, and I'm butchering his name probably, Illus? Illus? Yeah. Um, this is the first time I've seen um, their work. And it. I thought it was Alex Ross when I was looking at it. And it was that Me painted too. style. Plus, Alex Ross did both of the covers, um, uh, Steve Rogers and a Falcon cover. But yeah, I really liked the Matea's art in this. I thought it was really well done. And. I like the story setting up both cap books. I'll probably check out at least the first issue of both of them just to see where they're going. But it brings up an interesting thing. So we've had things before where two characters were the same, uh, or I should say two people were the same character name, right? Like back in the day when we had Bucky cap and we had Steve cap with Miles Morales and Peter Parker both being Spider-Man and we got even Ben Riley running around as Spider-Man. Do you like it when more than one person 
takes on that same um, identity or do you like it to be kind of like, all right, this is Misty Knight is just Misty Knight. Like T'Challa's only Black Panther, although they've had many Black Panthers, but do you like him as just one or do you like him as multiple? I prefer one, but I'm, I'm reading Miles Morales and not Peter Parker now. So, <laughs> and then, okay, here's my thing with what I call foul cap in the past. <laughs> it was okay when he first got it. Because Steve Rogers had the super soda serum drained from him. He was all old and sick of it. Right. So he couldn't be Captain America. But I tried reading it, and man, it was Sam's book was just silly to me. Oh. At certain points. And like, I don't know. I just wanted him to be a little more confident. And, and then also, I lost hope in him as Cap. Once they return Captain America back to his normal health and vitality, you know, he got the super soldier serum back in him. Cause I was like, well, now Sam Wilson is Captain America Jr. <laughs> right. Right. It feels like he instantly became less than. Yeah. Now, this one, Sam Wilson's supposed to be the public cap, and Steve Rogers is the black ops cap, from what I'm. Oh. From the articles I've read, from okay. my understanding, I'm like, if they do it like that, that might be cool. And also, I need Tochi to do the complete opposite of what the last person who wrote a Falcon book did. This dude had Sam Wilson speaking all this slang and yo, homie. And I was <laughs> like, dude, that's not Sam Wilson. Yeah. Luke Cage, baby. Because here's a, here's a pro tip. <laughs> who are African American? All of us don't have the same speech patterns. <laughs> and I think this was a black guy. And I guess he he was he was just like, well, Falcon's gonna use slang now. And I'm like, but <laughs> he does not like like Falcon's a bit of a uptight character. Like he's not, you know, Mister Lucy Goosey. You know, like yeah, let's party. <laughs> That's not. Sam Wilson, he's all about duty and doing the right thing. He's he's not fun at parties, okay? <laughs> so, um, but to answer the question, I mean, I don't really care for it, but I guess I'm kind of dealing with it. And and I'm grateful in the case of the Spider-Man because, like I said, I'm just not a fan of what they're doing to Peter Parker these days. So I'm right. like, let me look at your mouth. But, you know, yeah, it's nice to have. We will options. touch on that in the future. Oh yeah, we definitely will, Seabury. Um, let's get into our rating for this book. Now we forgot <laughs> our rating system last week, but basically we're doing a burn, borrow, buy system. If you did not like the book, you're gonna burn it. If you like it, it was okay. You're gonna borrow it. Like let's say you went to the library and borrowed a book. If you love it, you're gonna buy it. So, what is your rating for Captain America number zero, Seabury? I'm gonna say bye, man. You know I'm biased. I believe, like, I just have become such a Sam Wilson defender, mainly because of my black near power co-host. I always call him my house bro, and I <laughs> just feel the need to defend this oft uh, maligned, often misunderstood character. Nice. Well. I'm kind of sitting in between a borrow and a buy. Like I really liked, 
like I said, I really like the art, and I like that it's kind of a setup for what's going to happen in the Captain America books. Um, but there wasn't that wow factor for me that I, it put me over the top. So I'm going to go borrow on this one. But I did like it. I think you guys should check it out. But if you have a chance, maybe Seabury let you borrow his copy. How about that? <laughs> Never. <laughs> so the only new book I got to read this week was Hulk number six. And Seabury, this is the wrap-up of Donnie Cates's, uh little, his first story with Ryan Otley on the art, which I talked about last week. I'm a Ryan Otley mark, Seabury. Anything Ryan Otley does, I'm going to get it. I love it. I loved Invincible. I loved him on Amazing Spider-Man. And I love him on Hulk. This wrap-up of Smashtronaut. Uh, now, Seabury, how much do you know about the Smashtronaut? Storyline. Basically, the hook is a meat Gundam, right? Yes. Like, yes. Uh, like Banner's <laughs> mind is almost like Paladin Hook, like it's a giant robot or something. And yo, it. I like that premise because, like, dude, I know I'm in the majority. I don't like dumb Hook. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't blow my boat. Yeah, that's definitely something. Um, I think an acquired taste, but I, I really liked what Donnie Cates did on this. Having he actually had like three different banner, per, like identities floating around, and it it got kind of uh, confusing a little bit because it's almost like you're in the sunken place, and then you're on top of that, you're incepting, and it's like multiple layers, but at the end of this, it was cool because they kind of pulled back to like, you know, basically like our reality and the actual Hulk himself. And I liked the way that Donny Cates kind of, he explored another side of Banner's personality. Cause you know, Hulk's been around for what, 40 years, 50 years, who knows, whatever it is. And they've had, I think this is 60. So yeah. it was like, 60 years of this. Movie. Yeah, they've had so many writers come on Hulk and talk about his his id and his persona and, and all this stuff, his identity. It's hard to find something new, right? When you've had 60 years of backstory. So, I really liked what Donnie Cates came on here and did. And then, like I said, Ryan Otley, he knocked it out of the park. This this whole first arc Smashtronaut was great. I thought like he did all the the gory, bloody stuff that he did on Invincible, but with Hulk. So I really liked it. Um, what it sets up, Seabury, do you know what it's setting up? I have no idea. Thor and Hulk are coming to, are, are bumping oh. heads. Okay, I've seen some lists for that. Um, yes. Full disclosure. I get my pull is back, but it's not the massive... Uh, listed was in decades past. I have like twelve to thirteen books on my pool, and uh, so like, and like this wasn't even on my pool list this week. I was just like, hey, Captain America. Now I'm gonna add the Falcon, you know, the Sam Wilson book in my pool list. I just, I don't know, man. I just been trying to read what I like, but it's like, I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I'm. I'm not reading a lot of the heavy hitters at the moment. Probably the most mainstream title I'm reading right now is X Men. Oh, okay. You know, well, that's especially good. Marvel, like I said, I'm 
Yeah, that's good, Seabury, because you can come on and, and tell us what's going on in X-Men, because I don't know. I have no idea what's going on in X-Men. So you're a resident X-nerd on this one. But Donny Cates is <laughs> writing Thor, and he's writing Hulk. So it's like, all right, I'll just write both of them, and they'll fight each other. And it's supposed to celebrate their 60th anniversary for both characters. Actually, I was a couple seconds ago, I was wondering how long, and I forgot. They specifically said at the end of this book, this is the Hulk's 60th anniversary. So I'm looking forward to this. It's Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War. And it's Thor's book and Hulk's book are going to be colliding. So next issue seven of Hulk and then issue 25 of Thor are going to be this crossover where they're fighting each other. Because the very last panel of this book, you see Mjolnir coming in. And Hulk's like, what is that? And that's the end of the book. So it was a good... Yeah, it's definitely um, it looks like September. The trade's coming out. So that's actually going to be a really good one to get. But Hulk number six is a buy for me. See, I really like that whole smash or not um, storyline. So definitely check that out and trade when you get a chance. Something I also liked this week, Seabury, was Batman Superman World's Finest number one and two written by Mark Wade. Now, if you are a Mark Wade fan from way back, this is your book, Seabury. This is classic Batman, classic Superman, classic Mark Wade. Like, this is what I remember. Like, this is my, I got nostalgia reading this because there's Do been. Do they like each other? Yes. They're, they're best friends in this book. And Because, see, that's what I grew up on. Yes. Reading that's... the first World of Fans. I remember reading a story where the. This sentient dark cloud called the Adora one and taking Batman hostage. And Superman was messed up because he couldn't find his buddy. <laughs> to the point where Flash said something rude to him and he swung on Flash. But oh, you know, Barry Allen was super fast and like, it's cool. Y'all almost got me, but hey, calm down, big fella. Like, like I missed it. I miss Superman and Batman being buddies, yes. man. Like, cause once they did Man of Steel and and Batman one and all that. They went from darn your adversaries to like I guess kind of when uh, Jeff Lowe was doing Superman and Batman, it was like I guess uneasy allies. Like no, I want Superman and Batman to be buddies, man. So thank you, and also thank you whoever said, "Hey, let's bring back World's Finest." Because that was the title of their team of book when I was a young pup, like back in the early 80s, man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And th- like I said, this is right up your alley, Seabury. I was like nostalgic for the late 90s, early 2000s when I was getting back into comics. And I love Mark Wade. Like he is a, one of the bright spots, one of the most optimistic writers that I've seen. And I just loved world's finest one and two basically the storyline real quick superman is fighting metallo gets a red kryptonite cocktail it's like a bunch of red kryptonite shards mixed all into one injected into his heart so not only is he having you know the red this is the old time continuity where the red kryptonite changes superman every time it's different so not only is that, but it's a bunch of little shards. So he's changing like over and over and over again. So then they got to call the Doom Patrol to come in. 
go into his bloodstream and do all this stuff. Man, it is great. I loved it. Batman, Superman, Batman, World's Finest, uh, or sorry, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, number one and two, art by Dan Mora, written by Mark Wade, gets a buy from me, Seabury, 100%. I loved it. Another thing that I enjoyed, Seabury, I was trying to get caught up. I did not get fully caught up, but Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, number one. Now, this is Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, but like her um, into the Spider-Verse, basically. So she's going around different timelines because this super weird uh, girl where she, she was trying to be a meme. She was trying to steal all of her fans' energy and turn it into a meme and all this stuff. It's kind of a convoluted thing. But anyways, it's a ends that justify the means or means that justify the ends where everything is Gwen. So there's a Thor Gwen, there's a spider Gwen, there's a Hulk Gwen, there, you know, Wolverine Gwen. It's, it's all the Gwens that you can take and uh, written by Tim Seeley pencils by Jody Nishijima. You know, that's another thing. Seabury, when I left, there was not a whole lot of Japanese influence in comics. When I came back, I, there's so many books that look like manga and anime. I was like, this is crazy. And and you just said the um, the writer on Captain America, that was a Japanese name. I was like, oh, this is like the Japanese, like the, the British. Well, no, no, no. Actually, Tokyo's black. Oh, shoot. that The name sounds very similar. But I love when they can get these creators that, let's, the diversity is way higher. Let's put it that way, from when I left. Oh, sir. The manga influence is deliberate because manga is selling, but I don't think they get it. The reason I think manga sells is A, they're doing stories and styles that appeal to the young people. They got their finger on the pulse of what's here now. And also, they have consistent creative teams. Like you go through volumes one through 10 of a manga, it's not going to deviate that much. Yeah. Uh, freaking, I don't know, Marvel and DC, like Ryan Robbins, man. I'd be like, okay, so who writing it now? Who's drawing <laughs> it now? Yeah. They, but they trying to compete, so good luck. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. And I think as this podcast goes on, we're going to get into more independent stuff. Because right now it's a lot of Marvel, DC stuff, but we're probably going to get more indie as we go along. But yeah, I really liked this book, Gwenverse number one. A cool setup to that cover is great too by David Nakayama, a Japanese name, where it's like I said, there's a uh, Iron Man Gwen, there's a Thor Gwen, there's a Captain America Gwen, Wolverine Gwen, all of them in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm aware, like I said, my combo store makes the little, it's like previews with oh, all right. Marvel. Right. Like, they make it available for free. So I always pick it up and read just to see what's coming out. And because I'm a bit of a fogey, I also read <laughs> Comic Shop News here. Oh. Yeah, yeah, let me get my Comic Shop News and sit down. <laughs> That's me. So, nice. So, so like, like, I tend to know, I at least see what's coming out. It's like floating around in the back of my mind. Gotcha. I'd be like, oh, I read about that. You know, I didn't even know about this book, but in my local comic shop, Atomic Comics, 
there was a huge poster on the wall. Actually, it was when our friend Ben Songer was visiting, and I took him to Atomic Comics. We were walking out the door, and he, I said, hey, look, there's a Gwen book, because his wife loves Spider-Gwen. And he turned around, immediately asked the comics, the guy working there, hey, where is this? So he ended up buying the book, and that's what put it on my radar. And I said, okay, I got to pick that up. So I ended up reading it, enjoyed it. Um, actually, I would give that one a buy as well. So, so Gwen verse number one, it's off to a good start. So we'll see where it goes. Um, definitely want to check that out. And then, Seabury, wrap it up. I'm I'm real Marvel heavy, and we're going to actually do a topic on that one, too, in the future. I want to talk about Marvel versus DC, what's going on. But I have been loving everything that Marvel's been putting out recently. So I got a chance to continue my Ghost Rider reading. I read number one. I, I uh, picked up number two. This one came out late March. Uh, written by Benjamin Percy. Pencils by Brent Peoples and Corey Smith. And... I'm going to say I wanted to see what the current status quo was on Johnny Blaze, and I saw it, and that's probably it for me, Seabury. I'm I'm probably going to step away from Ghost Rider. Two issues was enough for me. Um, I'm going to give it a burn, Seabury. It was not my cup of tea for the current Ghost Rider series. I'm not a horror slash a cup guy. I'm just not. Now, when Donny Cates was writing Ghost Rider and he was getting into legacy Ghost Riders and different Ghost Riders, and there was like a either a shark Ghost Rider or a Ghost <laughs> Rider riding a shark, just all kinds of funky, <laughs> wacky stuff. People were describing it to me in a comic book store, and I was like, that sounds cool. Like, one day... I might hunt that down or if it comes back in print or something. But, like, same with, like, Punisher, man. Like, dude, you know the only way I got Punisher issue? Target. No, not Target. Sears. Sears used to have a wish book, right? And, like, they had this, like, assortment of various Marvel comics. Just, like, random Marvel comics. Oh, okay. So, yes. So like how I got Punisher, nice or Sleepwalker or Silver Surfer or Ghost Rider, like like I'm not a big horror guy. I'm not a big straight up just kill kill guy. So like yeah. I'm the same way. Kind of the the darker, yeah yeah. You know a lot of the darker characters. I don't mean dark in skin color. I mean dark. <laughs> that be clear. They just don't do it for you, boy, man. Yeah. And like, like that's just that's just not my jam, man. Yeah. But but I mean, hey, I did watch the first Ghost Rider movie, and one day I'm gonna watch the second. One. <laughs> so like, I appreciate them. Well, you know, it's funny. Last night I saw the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nick Cage, and all I could think about was him yes. saying. I'm Ghost Rider. Like, I, that's all I can think about the entire time. I don't know why. Out of all of Nick Cage's movies, that's the one that that came to my mind. But yeah, I'm I'm like you, Seber. I'm not a big horror occult guy, but I like the cosmic Ghost Rider. I like him in the background. I, maybe just not as the main main course. So I I do want to check out that Donnie Cates run though. That sounds interesting. So let's finish up, Seabury, the last book that I got a chance to read on my lunch break. 
was Iron Fist number one. Now, this one came out in February, middle of February, written by Alyssa Wong, who is currently writing the uh, Alligator Loki Unlimited comic on Marvel Unlimited, and I'm really liking that. But um, written by Alyssa Wong, pencils by Michael Yig. I'm sorry, it's uh, spelled Y-G. Y-G, Y-G. Okay, I don't know how you pronounce that, but uh, covered by (laughs) Jim Chung. And this is the new Iron Fist, Seabrae. Now, what can you tell me about this? Because I don't know. Danny Rand gave up his powers, and now we got a new guy running around in the Iron Fist suit. Again, I read solicits. <laughs> Based on the solicits, that's what happened. Because, like, you know, in this age, a lot of people are viewing uh, the original Iron Fist, the OG Iron Fist, as a bit of cultural appropriation. Yes. And I'm like, I hear you, but also like he didn't ask for it. Like his, <laughs> his like his Stephen Daddy <laughs> crashed the plane into Kun Lun and he just kind of fell into it. And it's like, yo, I mean, Danny's pretty down. I mean, like, I love the term invited to the cookout, but if you'd invite anyone to the cookout, it would be comic Danny <laughs> Rand. Maybe not Netflix Danny Rand, because he's a super douche. Yeah. But like comic Danny Rand, yes. I mean, he had a freaking long-term relationship with Misty Knight. There were comics where he was tying her band two nights. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm just saying, if you were going to invite someone to the cookout, it would probably be comic book Danny Rand. But okay, People have a problem, so, you know, because this is what we do now. It's like the same character, but black, or the same character, but Asian. That's what they do now. Yeah. So, I mean, and actually, and, and again, it, it is something that I will probably buy in break. Yeah. And I, I actually really like this first issue. I'm going to give it a buy. Um, nice setup for this new character, Lin Lee, or Lin Lai. And I want to see where it goes. I want to see, because uh, we already got. A Shang-Chi book. So I want to see where this another Chinese uh, hero goes. So we'll take a look at Iron Fist number two when it comes out. Seabury, very much looking forward to the next one. Oh, I'm sorry. Iron Fist number two came out in March. Okay, so I got to get caught up on that. And then issue three. I, I'll probably continue with that one, at least for the first arc. Because they're basically trying to hunt down um, ex- exactly what's happening with the heart of Kunlun and uh, what's happening with Iron Fist. So I want to see where it's going. Good art, good story. A buy from me, Iron Fist number one. And actually, Seabray, that leads into what we're going to talk about in a future episode, race, gender swapping of heroic identities. So we'll get into that on a future episode. You were going to say something? I need the immortal weapon to show up in there, but I need some fat cobra. (laughs) Yeah. Don't we all, Seabray? Don't we all? (laughs) If you know who Fat Cobra is, he's just awesome. Just just Google. Well, okay, make sure you Google Fat Cobra Comics. <laughs> I don't know what else. But Google Fat Cobra Comics. Yeah. Or Definitely. Fat Cobra Marvel Comics. You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> and while you're Googling that, don't forget to Google the rest of our Geek So To Speak podcast network shows, including The Sandbox Gamers, our video game show, The Holdo Maneuver, our Star Wars show, 
Treknological, our Star Trek show, and Geek, so to speak, our Geek News show. Uh, while you're there, while you're Googling and you're, you're trying to find things, don't forget to check out our boy Seabury doing some movie reviews over at Cine Sundry and podcasting for Black Nerd Power. Excellent. Yeah, you can easily find Black Nerd Power uh, past episodes on the Kazookian app. Nice. So like I said, uh, we are changing up the format a little bit, so let us know if you like these uh, pull list episodes and the giant-sized episodes. We are, uh, I guess we are open to your feedback on We Love Comics. You can always leave us a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you're thinking. If you're listening to this in audio format, you can leave us a wonderful five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And, Seabury, you may not know this, if people listen on the Anchor app, they can actually leave us a voicemail right on the app or on the Anchor website, either one, and we can play that voicemail on the show. So you can get your, you can get your voice heard on We Love Comics, and that's exclusive on the Anchor app. So definitely check that out. But, Seabury... I see, you know, I, I think I hear my mom calling me. The lights are coming on. We might have to we might have to call it a day, Seabury. But Yeah. Now you know you gotta be home for the street light to turn on now. <laughs> that is a hundred percent correct. But Seabury, what do we like to say around here? We love comics and you should too. <laughs>